Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to a merciful father who has loved us shown us mercies that no man can ever show to us and for this reason we are grateful and we say thank you father Lord we bless you and we give you glory in the name of Jesus Amen, Amen. be seated Well, I believe that um, everybody here knows what has happened. Our brother and the first son of Bishop Dark has passed away. It happened on Tuesday. And um, he has gone to be with the Lord. But it's very painful. Very painful. Our hearts and our prayer should be with Bishop. Because it's not an easy thing. I mean, some of us who are far feel it. How much more the father who loves his children and the mother and the siblings who are far closer. You see, and you can imagine Friday he was standing and preaching as if he didn't know. Yeah, but he knew what had happened to his first son. And he was there praying for people, preaching. Yeah, with miracles. And some of you, 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 you the whole of this week, you have not been to church. From, from, we had a convention from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Good Friday, we were here. And some, some are still not here on Sunday, Easter Sunday. And they, are say, they say they are Christians, they are celebrating Christ. They are doing Namburu and distributing it to unbelievers. Instead of, <laughs> I tell you. You should ask yourself, if you die today, where will you go? That question, eh? Don't joke with it. We are not, see, you are, you are not in church or you are not a Christian because of anybody. It's because of the Lord. And if you joke with it, the day you lose your life, you realize that you, you are in hell. The day it ends, all of us will die. I'm telling you, all of us will die. When somebody dies, it's very painful because you won't see the person again. You see, that's, that's what makes death painful. But after everything is said and done, the Bible says to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So if you were in God and you were in Christ Jesus, 
you go to a better place that you would not like to come back here. I'm telling you. We should be serious. Can see a father who has lost a son who comes to church after crusades, meetings, he's standing there as if he didn't know nothing has happened. Some of you, if your ear is paining you, you won't come. If somebody insults you Saturday night, you'll be angry till Sunday morning and you'll you'll forget that you have to come to church. Yeah. 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 Ask yourself, are you a true Christian? Ask yourself this question. Yeah. But me, I thank God for the life of Bishop. Because what he has sacrificed for us and what he means to us, if we take him for granted, one day God will judge us. I'm telling you. Judge us in a measure. Because I know people, many of us, we are selfish. If something happens in your life, you cut yourself away from everybody. Yeah. There was somebody I didn't see throughout the convention. And yesterday, I, I called the person to ask, are you okay? Is everything all right? What's happening to you? I've not seen you. I mean, when the person told me why they didn't come to church, I just kept quiet. Because the only sensible thing that should come out of my mouth is an insult. <laughs> yeah. But I, re- I withheld my mouth. The Bible says be slow to speak. So I didn't say anything. Yeah. It's very pathetic. Lift up your hands and just pray a word of prayer that God will comfort Bishop, God will comfort his wife, God will comfort the children. And the whole church, because everyone is affected. There's not a pleasant news that the son of our father, he has loved people. I've been there when people have lost their wives. They've lost their children. They've lost husbands. They've lost fathers, mothers. They've lost friends. And he has been there. He and Auntie Mame, they travel. Recently, one of our pastors lost his wife in uh, Rwanda. Aunt Mami traveled all the way to Rwanda to be with the pastor and his family. And today, God has taken their son. May God comfort them. All the love that they have shown us in our moments of grief, in our moments of pain, may God return it in good measure towards them and give them strength at this time to the whole family. May God comfort them and bless them And renew their strength in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. You understand everything. And as much as we will grieve and will not understand why this has happened, we know that in your own time, you have appointed this to be. And therefore, the grace and the courage to go through this, let it be given to our father, the bishop, his wife, the children, and the entire UD family. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Take your second offering and let's go home. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, this morning I want to share on something very short. When I say short, then it becomes longer. 
All right. I'm going to talk about seven experiences of salvation. Today, all Christians are wearing white to celebrate the risen Christ. And you see, the understanding of this celebration should not be left to our dressing. You have worn white, that's all. There are deeper meanings to it. You know, when Christians or human beings celebrate events, normally it is characterized by fun and fair. Fun fair. And it makes people lose the essence of what they are celebrating if there is something to celebrate. We often don't reflect but we like to refresh ourselves. (laughs) We are quick to enjoy things but not to sit and think and ponder. African countries celebrate independence. If they, if our leaders were to be thinking well, they wouldn't celebrate independence. Because we are not independent. <laughs> yeah. We are not. We, we, everything we have and we do, we expect help from other people. Because, you see, the, the thinking is not there. If you think about things, you realize that in many situations, it is not about having fun, but it's about the work that must be done to emphasize why you are celebrating or you deem that particular day or, uh, uh, or whatever important. And many Christians have, over the years, become like that. We celebrate Christmas, we don't understand we celebrate Easter, we don't understand. It is just parties and traveling and having sex. I mean, girls visiting boys, boys taking girls out, you know, going to the club, getting drunk, smoking weed, eating and falling sick, eh? traveling, on useless traveling. Yeah, In the name of Christmas, Easter, Many people, when it's Christmas, they are traveling to family uh, villages. They buy food to go and eat, buy new clothes. Easter. Preparation for things. Celebration. That's why a Christian will wake up and on Good Friday, Easter Sunday, they are not in church. They have not prayed, read the Bible the whole week. There is nothing, they have not sat down to ask, what is the meaning of Easter? What did Christ do for me? What does it mean to be a Christian? What am I supposed to be? They are there cooking and and sharing food. As if we are employed by an NGO. Charity organizations have employed us to share Namburu and to share rice and to share bread 
and to share eggs and to share what? Sugar. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we don't understand. People are not serious with God. And you see, there is a day in our lives where everything, every activity will come to an end. And when it comes to an end, you will start to give account of your life. In many countries, Easter, Christmas, people die. Do you know why? Because they get drunk, go for parties, drive recklessly. Yeah. People become pregnant because they sleep with girls become pregnant. Many boys impregnate girls in the name of celebrating Christmas. Meanwhile, that's not it. Yeah. 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 You and I, we say we are in church. Let's hear God's word. The essence of Easter is the risen Christ. And when he rose, he gave us victory. And that victory is what has given birth to all of us in the Lord. For Jesus Christ, he redeemed us by being a curse on the tree. For curse is everyone that hangs on the cross. So that the blessing that God made to Abraham might come unto those of us who are not of the stock or the bloodline of Abraham. Through the promise of the spirit. He has given us a life, a new life. And if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that he is Lord and that he is risen, he comes and dwells in us and he makes us children of God. For he came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And so when you receive him, you have received power. To become the son of God. Which is not, a, it's not something that you buy from uh, Serekunda Market. Or it's not something you inherit from your family. You cannot inherit that power from your mother nor your, from your father. When you are born in a home where they say you are Christians. Don't be fooled. You don't have power to become a son because your father takes you to church. Ask yourself what it takes to become the son of God. Have you received him into your life? And that process of receiving Christ is what he came to do by dying, shedding his blood. So that when we make those confessions, we become like him through the blood that was shed. Yeah. So we also have to do something because he has paid the price. But we have to do something. Yeah. And the greatest gift that he left us is the gift of salvation, which interestingly is very free. You don't pay. The only price you pay is belief. If you can believe in a man and leave your father and your mother and join this man and call him your head and be with him and give birth to his children. And stay with him for the rest of your life. And you can't trust God. 
there's a problem with it. If you can believe in a bank and go to school and, and, and everything you have learned, you give it to the bank so that they'll give you money. Yeah. And they can move you anywhere. Yeah. And you can't believe in God. There's a problem. If you can believe in prospering in America and you leave your father, your mother, your uncles, your siblings and everybody and you alone go to America. I don't know anybody. Some people when they are traveling, they don't know anybody as they are going. They are going by faith. What they, the price they have paid for the visa they have, you have no idea. Yeah. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. And they arrive. Yeah. And they start to survive. No accommodation. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is fake. Apart from they themselves as real human beings. Where they are going, where they say they are going, address is fake. Yeah. Yeah, the name they are using. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they have to go and prosper. Yeah. Yeah. People have the capacity to believe things. If it also has the capacity to give you what you expect. You see, that's why people choose careers, marriages. Families. Some people, when they are going to marry, they are even particular about the family they will marry into. It doesn't matter. Maybe you meet a boy who is an idiot, but because of the family he comes from, it's like your parents think that it is worth marrying into this family. Yeah. And you see that many people have married with expectations, but those expectations have been cut short. We, there are things we give ourselves to, and they don't bring profit or benefit. And we, we are very daring. Everybody has the ability to believe in something. And as we are here, so everybody believes in something. Even a fool believes in something. To believe in nothing is something. Yeah. 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 And we should understand that we have to believe and have trust in God. Because what he did for us, no man can do. And that is salvation. So I'm going to talk about seven experiences that we all have through salvation. And don't forget it ever in your life. The first one is that salvation involves our being forgiven. That's the first point for this morning. Salvation involves our being forgiven. Acts chapter 5 verse 30. Acts 5.30. Now, Peter and the disciples were told by the council and the Jews and all the leaders of the Jews to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. Because they had killed Jesus and they had lied to the people that Peter and the disciples had gone to steal his body. And that he had not resurrected as they are saying. And remember, when Jesus started facing prosecution, the accusation, and there was an uprising in the land of Israel, 
in Jerusalem and in all the uttermost parts where the Jews were against Jesus, the disciples became afraid and they started to hide. And Peter, you remember, he had even denied Jesus three times. All of them went underground. Because of the level of hatred that was against Jesus and everybody who was with him. But you see, something happened and that thing is what gave the disciples the strength, renewed strength to see that all the things that Jesus Christ came to talk about that they didn't understand were true. And they had become bold enough to stand on this name and preach and go to places where they were hated and despised and speak boldly. Yeah. So Peter was being addressed again to stop preaching. And this is what he said. If you go, 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 today if you go home, don't go and eat. Go and read the whole of Acts chapter 5. I'm reading only 30 and 31, I think. Peter said, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Now, you see, for him to say this, you have no idea what he had done. He's tearing up anger. That God, he said, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus. You think you killed him, but I'm telling you that God raised him up. He's risen. We did not raise him up. Nobody has the power to bring a human being from the dead to life. The disciples could not bring Jesus to life. Even if you say they stole the body, where is the body? Well, what are they hiding the body for? But they, you see, they were witnesses of him coming alive and walking in their midst and talking to them. And they saw him ascend. And they knew that that thing that he came to do has been perfected. And they were bold enough, even if it was to the apparel, we will talk about salvation. He said, that Jesus, whom you slew, who hung on a tree, him God has raised, verse 31. God has exalted him with his right hand to be what? A prince and a savior. He has raised him to be a king, a leader, and a savior. For to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And this is what they didn't want to hear. What do you mean by this man who who was a a liar, whom we have killed, whose body you have stolen? What do you mean by he is the one whose death is coming to give us repentance and forgiveness? But you and I know it is true. This is the reason why Christ came. For the forgiveness of the sins of men and for the repentance of Israel. You see, today the church is like Israel. Don't be deceived. Many of us who are in church, if we don't change, eh? Many of us, when we die and pastors are burying us, we are burying you and sending you to heaven. Eh, hell. Because you, you died in your sins. Some of you are very carnal, very... Okay. I want to finish the message earlier. So, first point. Salvation involves you being forgiven. So, you read here. It says, For him God has exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. For to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins, there is no argument. Christ, Christ's death and his resurrection has given us as, as forgiveness yes. of our sins. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Our sins have been forgiven. Yes. 
And you see, some people don't believe it. That is why up to today, some families offer sacrifices in the name of forgiveness. And some religions still pour blood and offer sacrifices to appease gods. One day, a certain village in a certain country, in one of these continents, a certain man went to sleep, went to have sex by a river with somebody's wife. And they said that what he has done, he has brought abomination to the land. So the, the people in the village said that to, to, for the sins of the man to be forgiven and for the sins of the land to be forgiven by the evil, they had to kill cows and rams and pour the blood in the river so that the gods who are in the, blood, uh, who are in the river will, will be pleased with them and forgive them so that they will not, they will not, they will not kill the people. People believe foolish things. Yeah. 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 People believe things. And, and they feel that. You see, one of the strong points in forgiveness of sins is the shedding of blood. It's like when something happens, the only way the sins can be wiped away is the blood. So, you can be a Christian or non-believer. The, the non-believers believe that for some abominable things that have been done, the only way those things are forgiven is blood. And you see, the Bible tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So, it is true that blood can wash away sins. But listen, there is a blood that was given once. And because of that blood, you and I need not offer any other blood whatsoever. So you can imagine that in the church, somebody goes to sleep with somebody's wife, and then we say that, look, the man has brought a curse, so we are going to buy a cow and, and kill the cow and pour the blood on the altar and pray to wash away the sins of the man. Can you imagine what it is? This madness, do you think we want to continue such things? Because there is a blood that has been shed for us. And because of that blood, when you believe in it, there is no evil that will befall you. Our sins have been forgiven by the shedding of the blood. He shed his blood. And our sins were forgiven, have been forgiven, and will be forgiven. But it doesn't also mean that because of that, continued sinning. Point number two. I'm giving you seven experiences, so let me run through it. Salvation involves the record of your sins being wiped out. Salvation involves the record of your sins being wiped out. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16. Salvation involves the record of your sins being wiped out. Everybody has done wrong before. And one of the things about human beings, most of us, 
is our inability to forgive people and to forget. Sometimes if, if somebody does something to you and the person has repented and has regretted genuinely and has decided not to do it again, you don't believe and sometimes you can't accept. Yeah. And you should be careful. If your sins have been washed away, be careful how you use people's sins against them. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16. Listen to this. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. After which days? After the blood has been shed for the washing away of the sins of the world. Sayeth the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. I will come to this one. Verse 17. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. You see, not only did the blood forgive us our sins, but the blood also wiped it away so that God doesn't remember what you did yesterday. How come as for you, you still remember what people did to you 12 years ago? And you are expecting God to forgive you. Who are you? Are you a God? Many people walk in unforgiveness in the church. And you can't be a child of God who has not learned to forgive others. If your sins, Jesus gave a parable of a man who owed hundred talents, something. And then, and then he was forgiven. And then somebody owed him one pence. And he, he, he caught the person and put him in prison. And when the Lord heard that, this is what this man has done. He said, bring him. Wicked man. Some of us, we have done grievous things. But God has forgiven us. But when somebody does something small to you, yeah, and you know, the spirit of unforgiveness, it destroys your life. It doesn't, when when you have unforgiveness, the person you have not forgiven doesn't suffer. You are the one who suffers. Forgiveness is not for somebody. It is for your own healing. Some of you have blood pressure. Some of you had uh, cholesterol. Your cholesterol levels are high. Blood sugar is high. Some of you have migraines. Some of you have ulcers. Some of you have issues in your body. They are beco- it is because of the spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness. Yeah. You will not live long. If you don't learn to forgive people, yeah, you will age faster than them. Yeah. If God can say that, I will remember your sins and your iniquities no more. How come as for you, when you wake up in the morning, do you remember what was done? Look, I have been a pastor for some years by the grace of God. And one of the things that I find disturbing is that many Christians don't forgive others. And let me tell you, anybody who walks in unforgiveness is a, is a candidate for hell. Yeah. Yeah. If you come before me with, 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 with a sacrifice to lay it at the altar and you have ought against any, lay down that sacrifice and go and reconcile with that person. Because God is not interested in your sacrifice. He's interested in your heart. The purity of your heart. Your ability to forgive. 
What he wants is this. He died. He didn't die for us to give him money. He died for us to be pure and to be out of sin and condemnation. So he sees that as more important than anything that you offer. Bishop, you are preaching. In the church. You are coming to sing and lift up a song and say, Lord, I thirst for you. Then you want everybody to join you. But there is somebody in the congregation. You are not talking to that person. You are thirsting for, for revenge. You are praying that something bad will happen. Yeah. You see, let me tell you something. Listen. I like people who have done bad things. Who have repented. If even you don't like them and you remember what they have done. I like them. The people I don't like are those who are pure in their own eyes. Who say that they haven't done anything wrong. And what people have done against them, they don't forgive. It's your name in the book of life. Yeah. Unforgiveness lurking in your heart is more dangerous to God. Yeah. Now, somebody who has fornicated or committed adultery, who has repented. Look, there was a man called David, anointed, loved by God. God said, I have found a man after my own heart. He took somebody's wife and took the woman and made sure that the man takes responsibility for the pregnancy that has come. But the man also didn't, he was not into that. He, he was thinking of the war. He was a very disciplined soldier. It's like, once there is war, it is not time to go to my wife. And David realized that, no, this man is going to bring disgrace. So he has to orchestrate and make sure that the man dies at the front of the battle. So he took somebody's wife and, and planned for the man to be killed. And he did exactly that. Nobody knew, but God had seen him. And God sent the prophet to come and tell him what he had done. And the first thing David did was to go on his knees and ask for forgiveness. You see, some of us, if we had heard this story, you can imagine the breaking news. Yeah. Pastor sleeps with wives and murders. Police will come for you right now. <laughs> Police will come for you right now. Yeah. Because of the news reportage. Yeah. They will come for you right now. You see that the, some, some of you, when you hear things about people, hey, he did that. Hmm. That's why me, I don't like Checho. That's why I don't believe in Checho. Yeah. This was somebody, listen, this was somebody who was not a priest, but God approved of him as a priest. He put on the effort of the priest and he offered sacrifice. He was, he, God anointed him. I'm telling you, God loved him all. But he had done something grievous and he asked for forgiveness. Who are you to say that David has done this thing? I'm not for we as friends, we can't remember. Ahitophel didn't forgive him, it killed him. Ahitophel, one of his counselors, he didn't forgive David. He 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 had so much hatred that he decided to gang up against uh, David with Absalom when his son rebelled and gave his son counsel to overthrow his father and when it didn't work he went and killed himself yeah that's what unforgiveness does to you some of you you will kill yourself if you are here you don't forgive people no matter what people have done to you no matter what you learn to forgive yeah learn to forgive in your heart 
Our sins are wiped away because of the blood of Jesus. Number three. Number three experience of salvation. Number three, salvation involves you and I being loved as we are. Amen. <laughs> hey, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Ephesus 1, 5, 1. Ephesians 5, 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children verse 2 and walk in love as Christ hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor Listen to me. When you read the scripture, what it means is that the time that he showed you the love with his life and his blood, you were in your sins. But he loved you nonetheless. As for you, you like perfect people. How perfect are you? I don't, mean, I, mean, I don't like hypocrites. You don't like hypocrites. Who are you? <laughs> we are very selective. You see, the Bible calls God. God is love. Yeah. Yeah. God is love. God is love. Yes. And he that doesn't love the brethren doesn't love God. The way we are, he has loved us. Yeah. Sometimes, even as a pastor, I see people that I like, but some people in the church don't like them because they remember their bad. Meanwhile, those who don't like them, they also have their things. Yeah. Nobody is perfect. Yes. We should be careful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Salvation involves you and I being loved as we are. And that is why we must also learn to walk in love towards each other. It's when you find a church and you hear problems in the church, you see that people don't have love. That's why there are problems. If we have love, Bible says love covers the multitude of sins. If ye which are spiritual, if your brethren is overtaken in a fault, Galatians 6 1, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest ye be also overtaken. Yeah. What mistakes you make. And the expectations you have of forgiveness and love may meet out or the same thing to other people. But many of us don't have that heart. We are very judgmental, critical. Unless you don't hear. I used to have a lady who, she was a choir leader and 
One of the girls in the uh, uh, choir got pregnant. Hey. The way she faced her. And you have these graces. And that, that, all these things that pastor has been preaching, you don't hear. And these things, plenty talk. To the extent that the girl stopped coming to church. So one day I went to visit the girl after I had not seen her for a while. And she started to cry and talk. The girl disgraced her in the rehearsal, said things. Hey. I said, come back. Where is the guy who impregnated you? I called the guy. Do you want to marry her? Yes. Go and meet the family. Go and see them and apologize and let them tell you what you have to do. He went through everything and, and we helped him to do the traditional marriage and we blessed them. You are now married. This sister, who was the judge? Chief Justice. One day, we were in the house of God. In the house of God. <laughs> then, say, ah, sister is not coming to church. What's happening to sister? What's happening to sister? The, yes, the chief just, justice. Yeah, the chief justice. Yeah. Let us go and visit sister. Oh, I'm traveling. I'm not around. I would not, you, you, you are traveling. You are, you are traveling where? We appeared in the house. When we saw her face, we knew that now. Miracles have taken place. Signs and wonders were written all over. Hey! Sister, what is trying to happen here? She was pregnant. And, and, and up to today, this was, I think, maybe more than we are in 2012, 2022. This is more than maybe the child is 12 years or something. Or, or yeah. 12 years. Yeah. 2010. Up to today, we don't know the father. She couldn't find the father. The one that she was criticizing, at least she knew who, who made her pregnant. And they are married up to today. And they have two other children in addition to the first mistake. <laughs> you see, that's why we should be careful. Some of us, we are quick to point out people's faults. Let him that thinketh he stand take heed lest he fall. Anything that happens to somebody, don't sit down and laugh. <laughs> have you heard? The sister is pregnant. Gossip. Some people are gossip queens. Yeah, especially women. Yeah. There are also men, one or two men who like gossip. Those ones. I don't know the type of men they are, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are so uh, when you meet a man who gossips, he's dangerous than ten women who are gossiping. Yeah. <laughs> hey! They are too, they are too powerful. Hey. They are dangerous. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. Learn to appreciate God and to love people. What God has done for us, we have no right 
to criticize people. You don't, you don't die for anybody. Sometimes when somebody has a problem, you don't know. Some of you, if you were to be in people's shoes, what they have done as mistakes, you see, when, if you ever step in their shoes, yours will be ten times more. That's why when something happens to somebody, be sober and reflect. Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, he loved sinners and the, and the pure people looked at Jesus and said, this guy, he's not a prophet. If he were to be a prophet, he would not be relating with prostitutes and with publicans and with sinners. As for him, he has come. We know of John the Baptist, who is anointed of God. He doesn't eat. He's always fasting. This man, he has come. He's always eating and drinking. And people, his people are following him. They are going to people's homes and eating. That's all they do. Always eating. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Number four. Salvation involves our release from prison and captivity. It involves our release from prison and from captivity. Titus chapter 2. No, no, no. Not that one. Okay. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Yeah. Jesus Christ announced this. Luke 4, 18. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. That's what salvation does. You see, a captive is somebody who is held. There are, there are things that hold us. There are things that torment us. There are things in our, our lives some people are, are depressed. Some people are, 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 are addicted to things. Yeah. Some people love money that they can kill. I know a man who said that when it comes to money, I can sell my mother. Yeah. And this is, not, this, is not, this is not a young man who is looking for money. This is somebody who was around 62. Yeah, and he was, yeah, he said, money, when it comes to money, don't joke. If you cross me, I'll kill you, and I can kill my mother for money. You see, when you hear people talk like that, you you see somebody who is in captive. It's like the only thing that matters to you is money. You see, sometimes eh, even if you are too fixated on a marriage, you can become depressed. Or your children. Your whole life is your children. Many people who have lived and, 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 and only looked after their children, they, are, they become depressed because when the children grow, they, their selfishness is manifested. Many of us, 
if we have money, we don't think about our parents. If your mother's whole life is in you, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a curse. You see, one of the curses in the Bible is that a, a, a father, you have nothing. All you have is your children. It's like you are educating your children so they will look after you one day. Yeah. Yeah. It's bondage. And God sent Jesus Christ to come and teach, preach to us so that we will be released. You some of us will never go to uh, mile two or whatever prison in our lives. But the prison that we are in, it is more than somebody who is in mile two. Yeah. Yeah. The spirit of the Lord. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the Lord is that spirit. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is a spirit of freedom and release when you receive Christ. There is where you don't have something. Sometimes that thing can hold you. you. You think that you don't have money, so you are depressed. Somebody has money and wants to kill themselves. There are people who have money and they've killed themselves. Yeah. 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 Rich people who lock themselves in rooms and they don't want anybody to come around them. Yeah. Jump from building. I have a friend whose father, he was a diplomat retired he has his nice house he has everything he's retired he's on pension he's he's still rich he has money he drove from his home and went to a high-rise building 11 floors or so and this man went upstairs to the roof top and he jumped from the top and landed on the floor up to today nobody knows why he's not owing anybody nobody knows what was wrong with him yeah. His children couldn't understand it because it's like, ah, daddy, what, what, what was it? He was not poor. All the children were doing well. Nobody needs anything from him. He has his place that he lives. He has his car. He drove the car and parked it and climbed the lift and went top and jumped and filled broad daylight, not in the night, broad daylight. When people were at work, it was, it's, a, it's, a, it's an office complex. Yeah, just like that. Because he, there may be things that he can't talk about. There may be issues that he he can't deal with. And except God comes into your life. Hey! Some of you, even young as you are, sometimes you suffer abuse in the home and you can't talk about it. You can't say it in school. You can't say it to your friends. You are abused by people who take advantage of you and you can't talk about it. The only thing that can take you out of that thing is the preaching of the word, the preaching of the gospel because it has power. That's why you should bring your children to church. Some of us, we have seen children who are abused just because they are in church. You see that they are, they are disoriented. Sometimes we, 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 we also see things. Yeah. Bring them. They will be liberated. They will be free. There are things in our lives. Some of you, hey, you are not happy. As you are coming and smiling, <laughs> wearing white and sitting here. No. There is no jubilation in your heart. Yeah. 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 I remember a certain actor. He, he was very rich. I mean, extremely rich. And one of the funniest actors 
in the world. Robin Williams. He did a lot of movies. Tootsie, Doubt, Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, all kinds of movies. Go and check. Robin Williams. Those of you who know movies, you know him. Very funny man. He hung himself in his garage. Yeah. Nobody knows what was wrong with him. Yeah. Except the Lord. Step in. Yeah. Because there are things that hold us. Sometimes some of us, the families that we are coming from, it's like you are in a prison. You, you have to be set free from the thinking. When I was growing up, I realized a cycle in the family. Okay? I mean, I, my cousins, boys, they don't like marrying. They don't, they are not serious. They drink a lot. You know? And we, we meet. We have meet family gatherings. Festivals, things. Then we all go and gather and we'll, we'll be partying. And you see, it was a, a repetition of a cycle. Sometimes you don't even know that's what you are doing. When you go, they'll give you a girl. They'll give you alcohol. They'll give you food. Yeah, when you have a girl and you don't have a room, they'll give you a room. Yeah. It's like, you see that? They fuel your, your weaknesses. And you think that you are happy. You are introduced to friends who, who, who don't respect parents. Some of you, you have friends who are disobedient to their parents and they, they are your counselors. Whatever their parents say they don't do and whatever they say they want you to do and you are following them and they are going to a ditch. You see that you have habits that you didn't learn from your mother. Your mother doesn't go out in the night and come at, at morning. You have never seen your mother dress and wear skirts that they didn't finish sewing. Yeah. You don't see your mother expose her breasts. Meanwhile, her breasts are powerful than yours. Even though she has breastfed you. Yeah. Yeah. She's more beautiful than you. Yeah. But you, you have acquired habits and learned from people. You are in bondage. Yeah. And you need to be set free. And salvation involves are being set free. I, I learned how to drink. I learned how to smoke. My father doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He, doesn't, he won't teach me such things. He talks about it. Don't do this. Don't do that. I learned it from friends. And for years, it was destroying my life. It was only my salvation. God saved me. And all those things went away from my life. I had friends that they would tell me, this friend, no, 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 no. Some of their friends, I don't bring them home because I know that when they see them, they know that this one's a wild one. Yeah. You can't bring them home. You hide those ones and you go to them and indulge. It's a form of bondage. It's a form of captivity that we are, we are in. And it is the preaching of the gospel that brings that liberty. Some of us have to be free from those things so that you'll be focused. Because see, the day your life starts going down, these people, they will not be there for you. You will come back to your home and it's your mother and your father whom you disobeyed, who still have to labor to support you, to bring you up. We had a friend who went mad. Look, when he went mad, he used to come to my house. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not in the house, then he has come behind me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
behind me, I tell you. The thing that we are all doing that we are hiding, you alone, you have made yourself mad. Why? <laughs> you have made yourself mad. Why? Yeah, we don't like such things. Be careful. We all abandoned him up to today. I don't even know where he is. We stopped visiting him. He can't come around us anymore. We started to distance ourselves from him. So when he knows your house, then he comes. And he will walk wherever he is. He will walk. Every time he comes, he's dirty. Yeah. So when you are doing things with people and you a problem comes, some of you, the day you become pregnant, your friends will leave you. When your stomach is big, you can't go to the club with them. You will see something. Yeah. That's why we have to be free. Sometimes when you, when you make a mistake, you see the people who are around you that you call friends, they will laugh at you. Yeah. I mean, look, that guy up to today, I don't know where he is. Yeah. I mean, at the point I got angry. But you see, because he was mad, when you are angry and you are telling him don't come, he doesn't understand. No, 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 no. <laughs> he doesn't understand. I say, but one day my father asked me, this is your friend, what, what did he do? What happened to him? Yeah. Say, Small, uh, how can I confess? How can I confess? <laughs> Eh? If it were you, will you confess? <laughs> Next point. Hey, our time is up. We are going home. Number what? Five, eh? Salvation involves a light shining in your darkness. There's a song. Um, oh. There's a song like that. There's a song, a light shining in your darkness. I've forgotten how it goes. Yeah. John 1 5. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Look. Brothers and sisters, men and brethren, women and young ladies, listen to me. Many of the things that we do that are wrong, we do it in hiding. The power of sin is in its secrecy. Many of the things that we do, we hide it. So it is easier to continue in it. That is why when you come into contact with the Lord... A certain light comes and you realize that now. It's like, I mean, I went to boarding school. And one of the things about boarding school, when we go for prep in the evening, we, we have something called prep in the evening. After school activity and dinner in the evening, we go for prep from 7 o'clock to, I think, 9 p.m. Yeah, and then we, we study and then we go. And then weekends, we have Saturday entertainment. Maybe we are watching a movie. There is a musical show. There is something, activity, variety, you know. And when we are in class or around, my school was mixed. 
boys and girls. And when the lights go off, we are happy. Because hey! bad boys like dark things. Like light off. Yeah. Yeah. We like it. Yeah. Yeah. Bad people. Do you know, do you know why prostitutes come out in the night? Yeah. Because he's the prince of the air. He oppressed by night. Many evil activities take place in darkness. Witches take off in the night. Yeah. There's no light. When you are asleep, while men slept, an enemy came and planted tears. Yeah. Sometimes the evil one comes and does his things, oftentimes in the night. So we like night life. So anybody who is exposed to night life, you are in peril. And that's the way of the devil. Young people are active. When your parents are asleep, then you take off. Yeah. You are sneaking out. Some of you girls, you are more than masons. You can scale walls. You are, you, without scaffolding, you can climb walls and jump. Ladies. Yeah. yeah. Look, one day we took a friend out. In fact, we went out and we saw this friend. And when we were coming home, he was so drunk, we had to bring him home. But we remember that the house, they have dogs. So we can't just... So when we got to the house, we had to lift him up to climb the wall. And then he would jump. But the guy, his condition was not good. So when he got on top of the wall, instead of jumping, he fell. Then we left. We, we sat in the car and ran away. Hey! At least he has reached home. Hey! He has reached home. He fell because you see, he was not in, in his senses. I mean, his, his motions were, 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 were distorted. So he couldn't jump the wall. Yeah, we, we put him on top, brother. We have read, the rest is yours. <laughs> he just fell. Brother said, We are going home. Yeah. Many, many times, you see, when our parents are in the house during the day, we, 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 don't, we, don't, we seem to be like good children. You know? But, hey! You see people who are young people in the night. You see 14 year old, 15 year old smoking. Even here. Young people is too much. And you see that life, eh? It is a very dark kind of life. And if you continue in it, you will die. It it, it destroys us. Yeah. The only way out is to receive this. The Bible says that if the gospel be hid, it is hid from them whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. I think 1 Corinthians 4.4. Yeah. Yeah. Where is your scripture? First Corinthians 4 4. First Corinthians 4. Second Corinthians 4 4. He doesn't read Bible, so he doesn't know where. Yeah. He just he just projects. 
in whom go to verse 3 let me start from verse 3 verse 3 going reverse to is another project but if our gospel be hid listen to me the word of god is hidden to some people you see when you don't know something it means it is hidden from you and many people don't know that the solution to our problems is this gospel that is preached where people despise church despise pastors despise preaching despise the bible despise christ despise but if the gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost some people are lost too and you have to be careful who your friends are i had friends who were lost and i knew that they were lost i knew that me myself i was lost but sometimes the pleasure of sin is so nice that you, you, you ask yourself, hey, so can I be without this? But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, who is called Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the glorious, the, lest the light of the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The day you receive salvation and Christ comes into your life, there's a glory that he sheds on your life. I'm telling you. Yeah. You see that you become different. Yeah. You become different. We better, we better choose this light rather than darkness. Light has come into the world and men love darkness because their ways are evil continually. Our lives are made up with choices. Don't say, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what you are doing. You are going out with your friends who who are not married and they are sleeping with married uh, men who are not ashamed to sell their bodies for material things, for hair, for phones, for travel, for all kinds of pleasures in the world. You are lost. If only your beauty is, is used to collect things, you and a prostitute, there is no difference. Number six. Is it number six? Salvation involves your going to heaven. I want to go to heaven. Hey. Yeah, man. Titus chapter two. Let me start from verse 10. One of my favorite and nice scriptures. For the grace of God, Titus 2.10. Is it verse 11? Let me start from 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Verse 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. God is teaching us first by salvation that you have to start doing the right things here on earth. Don't let anybody tell you that you can live anyhow and when you die, somebody will pray for you to go to heaven. If you are in school and you don't study and exams come, nobody writes exams for you. Sometimes people who fail exams, it's not because they are dumb. It's because they didn't study. Yeah. That, that's it. They didn't study. Some of you, you, you didn't like school. 
you, you just didn't like it. Meanwhile, you are intelligent than some people who have passed exams. Yeah. God is preparing us in this present world. So it means that there is a world that <laughs> is ahead. So look at it. Verse 13. Verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope. We are waiting for something. Yeah. It is not only about earth. Let us never be deceived that when you are on earth, live your life. Because when you die, it is finished. It is not finished. When you die, you are asleep. That's what it is. And the body has lost its function. So we can't see your body around, but you'll be lingering around. I'm telling you. You'll be conscious. You'll be alive. Have you not dreamt of somebody who has died before? Yeah. Have you not had dreams of you yourself doing something in the dream? Sometimes you, some of you, you would dream that you are having sex with somebody and when you wake up, you realize that something has taken place. Yeah. It is a sign of a conscious state of the soul and the spirit which is outside of the body. Because your body was there. No woman or no man came to you. But that activity that you saw in the night and in the dream has actually taken place because you are still alive. Somebody dreamt that somebody slapped him in the dream. Then when they woke, when he woke up, the mouth, the mouth turned to <laughs> yeah, West Coast region. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a slap. Yeah, yeah. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior Jesus Christ. What is he coming to appear before us for? He has died, he's risen, and he's gone. He said, behold, I go and prepare a place for you and I will come for you. He's coming for us. If it were not true, I will not tell you so. In my father's house, there are many mansions there. And when he comes back, he's coming for us to go where? Not to take you to America or to take you to Russia. They say you should go to Russia or Ukraine today. Will you go? All the people were in Ukraine in medical school and law school and university. They have run away. If today they give you first class uh, 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 air ticket to Ukraine, I tell you. Yeah. You will not like it. Yeah. It's not the earth. The preparation of the gospel is not for us to live here forever. I don't want to live here forever. Many of us, when we grow, a day will come, you'll be praying, I'm tired. My wife's grandmother, she was over 100 years. Anytime we visited her, she says we should pray that she goes. That was her prayer topic. She's tired. She wants to die. For more than five or six years, that was her prayer topic. Who wants to live on this earth forever? Yeah, there is a place for us. And salvation prepares us for heaven. Amen. Yeah, it prepares us. Don't take it for granted. When you are in school and you are fooling, you don't know that there is a world outside. One day you get out of school and what you have learned and how you prepared will define how you function in that world. That's why some of you, you have been in school, but the school has not been in you. That's why I said today, you are like one that didn't go. Because you didn't bring a certificate. Look, I have known church members who have finished exams and you ask them, what are your results? I haven't gone for it. Do you know why they have not gone for it? It's too much to carry. (laughs) 
it is too much to carry it home so they have left it <laughs> the school should keep it it's too much they need a forklift yeah to bring the results home yeah 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 some of you if they say somebody has to give you a job right now you don't have any qualification many job uh, 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 applications you see uh, requirements maybe uh, first degree uh, diploma uh, HND this work experience whatever but I mean and you see that hope no you have hustling experience not work experience uh, <laughs> they don't need hustling experience they need work experience because you have not been able to function anywhere and to work yeah and sometimes you hide it by saying i'm doing my own business even the discipline to do your own business is not there how to how to save the money and how to build on the money it's not the wisdom is not there when you get money you and boys boys it will finish today you see people who work on the road they sell when they make money a festival is coming they go to the village all the money will finish yeah six months of work they will finish it in one week and come back and come and stand in the sun. Yeah. 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 Bondage. Hmm? Number seven. Last one. Salvation involves you and I getting to know our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Look, this is the end of it. If you say you have been saved, the testimony of your salvation is that you love God and you love Jesus Christ. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. How many of us can say of a truth that we are not just Christians by family tradition or by birth or by denomination. I'm Catholic. I'm Anglican. I'm Methodist. I'm uh, Macarius. I'm uh, uh, whatever Pentecost. I'm uh, redeemed. I'm assemblies of God. I'm this. That's what we throw about. But the reality is that we don't say that I am a child of Christ. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And if you are not led by the Spirit, we are not led by churches or denominations. There is nothing like as many as are led by Macarius Church or by Redeemed Church or by Winners huh? or by uh, eh? Eh? Jehovah's <laughs> witness or whatever no as many as are led by the spirit and jesus said the words that i speak unto you they are spirit and their life and, and and that's the testimony of john he said that which our eyes have held which our hands have held the word of god which was in the flesh and made manifest before us which is christ jesus this is the witness that we are giving to you they love jesus so when he died and he resurrected they became fervent in the spirit and everything they said was about Jesus. That's why he said to the uh, uh, Sahindrin and the council, this Jesus whom you crucified, whom have God raised. Hey. Uh, we, are, we know him. Yes, 
We have an experience with him. Every Christian must have a relationship and an experience with Christ. You need it, not with the church. The church is teaching you to love your Bible, love the word, love worship. You see many of us who listen to music. There is no gospel music that blesses us. Even there's people who sing in church. They don't listen to gospel music. One day, we had a drama. Every time he has uh, earpiece. Ah. One day, he was walking in the church. Then I pulled it. I said, what are you listening to? He wanted to put it off, but it was too late. I said, as you are walking here, look at what you are listening to. Then you finish and come and sit behind the drums, and then and, and then they lift up worship, and then you see that sometimes you don't you have that song you don't listen to it. It doesn't minister to your soul. So what you are playing, it's not there. You are you are deceiving yourself. Yeah, you don't love God. The true sign of love is a very private relationship. Anybody who loves his wife, you come and stand in people and say, "Honey, sweetie." And when you go, when you go home, you call her hey, useless woman. Yeah, or even slap. Hey. Then when you bring, when you are in public, you are showing PDA public display of affection. You are trying to hold her hands and pretend as if you love her. Meanwhile, in in private, you don't show love. When she even tells you, oh, "I need some little money," to, you you need money. When you get up, all you know is asking for money. Asking for money. That you see your mouth. <laughs> as if you, you are getting conversion. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, you, 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 you don't show private love. You want people to see that. Yeah. Me, me and my wife, we don't, I don't know how to show the same thing. We don't know how to do it. Some people saw the same thing, but they are always fighting. Yeah. 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 Hey, why is it that pastor and uh, lady pastor, we don't see them wearing the same things? Hey, those things, me, when I see it, I like it. It's a sign of love. Yeah, I did not come to show you how I laugh. Ask her. Yeah. You are used to public shows. don't love Christ. In your moments alone, there is nothing like being with the Lord. Reading. Reading the scripture. Asking Christ. Oh, this scripture, explain to me. Look at John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit, who was left to us by, if you love Christ, this is the sign that you love Christ. John 14, 26. This is Jesus speaking. He said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. I'm going home. I will not be around physically. But there is one that will do my work and can be everywhere. I was not everywhere. He will fill all things. He will occupy all things. And if you love him, love this one. Because he said to us, any sin under the heavens is forgiven. But the sin against the Holy Spirit cannot be forgiven. Because it's my spirit. He said, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I said unto you. If you love Jesus, you will love his word and the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance. He will teach you sometimes a scripture that you have not understood or you have not even read before. You read it. 
and you see that God is talking to you. That's why I like the Bible. Sometimes when I read the Bible, I, I realize that, look, I'm taught. I have understanding. I, I don't have dull moments. You, you say, uh, uh, the Bible, Pastor, it's difficult to read the Bible. When I take it, I sleep. But you have never sat in front of your series and slept. Pastor, pray for me. It's difficult to pray. When we take the Bible, then we sleep. This is a shameful testimony for a Christian. If you ever have said this thing, it's a sign of shame. And many people say, Christians, it's not easy to read the Bible there. (laughs) Yeah. When I take it, then I... I sleep. It's not easy. I mean, can you imagine you are a student and you say you are doing mathematics, you are doing geography, you are doing uh, whatever subject, you are preparing for exams. Then you can confidently say that when I take my book, I sleep. And you are saying it boldly. You, you, are, you have failed the exams before they said the questions. school that's why because when when, the truth is that reading and studying is difficult for everybody but when you are purposeful and you understand it it's like hey share you see some people they want to sleep then they they put it's like they 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 put something in the eye to bend the eyes or they open the eye like that then they stick a a cello tape here cello tape here so that uh, then they drink coffee they drink coffee and they put their legs in water. Yeah. It's like, I must stay awake to read this thing, to understand this. But as for you, that is why, you see, many of these sisters here, look at me, sisters. Your Bible is a sign of your unseriousness with Christ. You don't have one. And now that we even have free online Bibles, you still don't have one. Your Bible the online. One day, one day, somebody said, I have a Bible. I said, okay, open it on the phone. When she opened it, she didn't know how to even, it's like, how to search where the scriptures are. I said, eh, you have downloaded the thing and it's there. Never open it. How to look for Matthew chapter 14. One day, a, a sister came to me after church and she was talking about a problem she was going to. Then a, a parable came to her mind. I said, bring your Bible. Open to Matthew chapter 13. Then she opens it. As she was open, she said, hey, it is not inside. <laughs> the, the page has gone outside. It has, it has disappeared. And she didn't know. <laughs> yeah. The, the Matthew chapter 13 from verse 33, it, it's, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> and she didn't know. If it were to be, if you have a phone and you punch one thing and it doesn't come, you will go to the repairer because you see, you are attached to the thing. But we don't love God's word. And the testimony of a Christian who loves Christ is that you are drawn to his word. And the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher.
teacher of the word and a reminder of the things that you have been taught because you need to be taught and you need to be reminded a good student studies and the things that you have studied have brought your remembrance in the day of exam that's why you can't go to the exam hall with your textbook when you sit down you see that a spirit brings to remembrance everything that you have studied how come God will not also bring to pass the things that you have studied to show your love and your consistency we don't love Christ we like that's why Christians don't go to church during Easter and Christmas they are traveling and looking for family uh, outings as more prominent than coming to church and hearing God's word and doing something because Christ is not retained in your heart you are set in the in the era of traditions where the things that we do you have been cooking from mon- from Friday up to today you have not finished cooking and today you will go and continue cooking ha- are you feeding Gambia Are you feeding Gambia? Let's refresh and go home. Seven experiences of salvation. Number one, salvation involves you being forgiven. Did you write it? Number two, salvation involves the record of your sins being wiped away. Number three, salvation involves... Yes, as we are. God, he loves us as we are. Those of you who can't love us as we are. You, are. you are wrong. You are out of line. You are out of order. That's right. you, want, you, want, you want somebody who is perfect. You will never meet a perfect person. Salvation involves a release from prison and captivity. Yeah. When we are saved, we are released. We are no more drunkards. We are no more weed smokers. We are no more uh, 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 harlots. We are no more what? Romers. Yeah. We are no more addicted to pornography. And what else do we do? Clubbing. Fornication. We are free. Liars. We are no more depressed. Yeah. We are no more suicidal. Every day we see you, your face looks like somebody has slapped you in the night. <laughs> yeah, when, you see, there are some people when you see them around, they bring negative energy. Every day they look bored. There are some people when you when you see, when they come around you, you feel heaviness. Yeah, every day. All of look at look at our bishop. His son has died, and 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 do you know what it means? And he's standing in front of us, preaching, talking, as if nothing has happened to him. As for you, your. Oh, your, your grandmother, who you have not seen for the last 20 years, when you hear that, she has that, Pastor, I am in mourning. Oh, grandma. Then, then your face. Meanwhile, you don't know grandma. Salvation involves your light shining in your darkness. Yeah. See the light. This song. Yeah. Shining in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Shining in the darkness. Salvation involves your going to heaven. We have not been saved to become lords and, and kings on earth. 
Everybody here will die one day. Look forward to it. Everybody will die one day. Those of you who are young, you think that you remain, uh, one day you get wrinkles on your face, you see. You, today when you get pimples, you are crying. Wrinkles will come. That one, you can't do anything about it. You can't remove it. Then the last one, salvation involves you getting to know Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet, everybody. Father, we thank you. Lift up your hands. This is what it means to be saved. And this is what Christ came to do with his life for us. Lift up your right hand and thank him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let nothing distract you. You see, this life, there is something called deception. Many people are deceived. And the deception is that what is not important is what men have taken up as rather important. We are looking for money, which we will leave. We are looking for pleasure, which will not give us any fulfillment. We are scrambling for the things of the earth, which are corruptible. Rather, the things that will live forever. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away. But not a jot or a titter of my word. Not, nothing, nothing I have said in my word will pass away. It means anything that God has promised, he will do it. And that's why you have to stand on the promise. And anything that will come to people who are disobedient, it will happen. Because the word of God has promises for those who are obedient and believe in the son of uh, uh, God, who is Jesus Christ. And there is also condemnation to them who believe not and who despise his sacrifice on this earth. That's it. That's the division. And that's the word of God. So there is, there is glory for those who believe and there is doom and damnation for those who don't believe. It's as simple as that. Which one? Do you think God will honor above the other? He will perform all that he has said according to his word. So be afraid of the word and let the word be your leader and your guide in this life. For as many as are led by the word of God, which is the spirit, they are the ones who are qualified to be called sons. Lift your hands. Pray that the Lord will help you to walk in obedience. And remembrance of everything that he has said and he will do. Nothing he says will be forgotten by him. He is not a man that forgets things. The only thing that he forgets is our sins. But not his promises. He always told the children of Israel. Because of your father Abraham. I will not forget my covenant. And he has ensured that that blessing has come even unto us. Who are not born under Abraham's blood. But through the birth of Christ, we have believed in Christ and he has brought us into that promise. That's how it is. And there is an inheritance for the saints. Yes. Yes. There is an inheritance. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands and thank him. I'm accepted. Yes. Speak to him. You are condemned. I'm alive yes. and well. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit lives Speak to him, somebody. Me. 
Yes. Let salvation be relevant to you. Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. After you have been saved, you have to also pay the price to keep yourself saved. Else you will lose it. He that endureth to the end, the same person shall be saved. Don't say that I am saved today. I can live anyhow. And when I die, I'll make it to heaven. God is not a fool. God has not saved us to go back into our sins so that his grace will continually abound. God forbid. Let's walk away from the hidden things of dishonesty and let's love God and serve him with our lives. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus. Every eye closed. You are here this morning. I think it's still morning, yes. You want to say, Pastor, I, everybody close your eyes. No talking, no movement. I'll be happy if you don't move. Stand where you are. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, I feel that God is, has been speaking to me this morning. And I have to make this decision to serve him and to give myself to him. I want to receive salvation. It is a free gift. And I want to experience God and experience a blessing and, 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 and the struggles and the burdens in my life. I know when I come to the Lord, I'll be free. You are like that. Maybe somebody brought you here or you came to church on your own. Whichever way, as you are standing here, you know that you are far away from the Lord. And if you are to die, you know as a truth that you will not make it to heaven. But this morning you want to say, Pastor, I believe. I want to give myself to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want my sins to be washed by the blood and receive salvation. Lift up your hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. You want me to pray with you. Lift up your hand. Thank you. Lift it up. Don't be shy. Wherever you are standing, lift it up. Somebody invited. Don't be shy. Don't be timid. It is a prayer for all of us. But for some of us, we know we have to commit ourselves to the Lord from today. Lift up your hand. Yes, lift the right hand up. I see a couple of hands up. Lift it up. Don't be shy. Don't look at anybody. It's only you that matters. Yes, it's God who is speaking to us. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to do something important. Please move from where you are. Come forward. Come and stand in front of me. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. You, my king, would die That's for Lift me. Lift up your hands. Oh, oh, God bless I you. Lift up your two hands. Everybody should join this prayer. If you know you have to be here, be here. Don't stand in the congregation and hide. Lift up your two hands, those of you who are here. Repeat this prayer after me. Can you hear me? Wonderful. So repeat after me because it is your prayer. And let us pray together. Close your eyes, everybody, and let's join. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I believe with my heart that you have sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to come and love me, die for me, and shed his blood to wash my sins. I confess Jesus as my Lord and my savior and i receive forgiveness of all my sins through the blood that he shed for me from today my sins are forgiven 
from today, I have escaped every curse of the law. Every curse in my life. Every punishment that awaits me because of my sins. I have received washing of my sins by the blood that Jesus shed. I belong to you, God. I am yours and you are mine. Please write my name in the book of life and help me to be faithful until the end. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Now, wonderful. You see our brother here. Follow him. He will speak with you for two minutes and then you join us. The rest of us, please, let's be seated.